This podcast is sponsored by Vicon, the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products for the life science, entertainment, and engineering industries. Vicon provides cutting-edge hardware and software with the highest accuracy. Shogun, Vicon's visual effects software, developed specifically for the needs of the VFX community, captures full-body and high-fidelity fingers effortlessly in real-time and delivers robust, accurate, reliable data. Shogun now includes custom-developed virtual production tools to power your next-level project. Find out more at www.vicon.com. Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. So essentially, motion capture performers, like all the other performers, are here to tell stories. (laughs) And then they're like... You mean there there are actors in video games? I thought it was animation. I kind of created my position. Like nobody said, oh, you know, here you go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. I had done so much work, I felt like it was time for me to give back to the community that was so good to me. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying. Hi, my name is Victoria Atkin, and you're listening to the Performance Capture Podcast Season 3. I'm extremely excited to interview this lady today. Not only is she a force in this industry physically, but she is also another working mom. So I'm excited to have that and to have some girl power on this cool podcast sponsored by Vicon. So without further ado, can you introduce us with your name and where you grew up? Hi, I am Maggie McDonald, and I grew up in Boston for my younger years, and then we moved to Atlanta, Georgia when I was in like middle school. So I sort of claim both. And now you're in L.A., right? And now I'm in L.A., yeah. Cool. And can you tell us about what you do, your official title and where you work, or what it is, how you describe what you do? I like to call myself an action actress, um, but you could also say stunt woman um, or motion capture performer. I also am a stunt coordinator and a fight director for um, film and TV and for video games. And we always ask everybody that comes on this podcast how they would best describe what performance capture is. So if you have to go home for the holidays and you're explaining to a relative what you do for a living, how do you best describe performance capture? I like to say that it is a space or stage or a playground, really, where um, you can safely and truthfully record a um, head-to-toe performance in real time. And um, how did you first discover performance capture, and how did you get involved? What was your first project? I stumbled into it like many of us do. Um, I was pursuing um, theater in New York City. That's how I started my career. And that transitioned to stunts, which is another story. But um, I was hired from a stunt coordinator to do a video game. And I had never done any motion capture. And I remember walking in and just wanting to do my job right and not cause any waves. And I put the funny suit on and you know, at the time, the, the markers were very large, and I remember every time I would fall, it was like, oh, that's, that's going to leave a mark. What was the project? What was, can, you, can you say what it was? I think the game was called Homefront, which okay. was like an army game. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, I had the opportunity to audition for the Saints Row games, and that's really when I started getting into the world more and, and got the bug, as they say. And um, just as, as we're talking about that, how would you describe, you know, regular stunt work to stunt work in performance capture? Are there some huge differences or 
Do you just kind of do the same thing with a different suit on? I think so. I, I think, and being a coordinator as well, the the opportunity that performance capture provides us, as you know, is a place where we can keep it very contained and safe. We There are a lot more pads and mats that can be involved that we can hide or edit out. For a woman being a stunt woman, um, many times in film and TV, they... <laughs> girls aren't wearing a lot of clothes <laughs> so we don't get yeah. to hide you know all the 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 pads and things and so um film and tv can be a little bit more dangerous i think that's also why we get paid a little bit more and there's adjustments and things like that also i find i mean there's pros and cons for both things you know sometimes in film and tv we get a lot more rehearsal time whereas in performance capture it's a lot of creation on the day it's funny because it's the opposite way around mm. for me. I, I find oh, like we get no rehearsal these days with TV and film. Yeah. And then performance capture, we seem to be able to um, have a day of rehearsal before we do the performance capture shoot. Yes. Um, to the, kind of get the, sh- the scenes out. But that's interesting from mm. the stunt and coordinating perspective. You know, and then film TV, you know, you have to think about the set and a lot of like pyrotechnics and, and car chasing and all of those types of things, right? So the danger level is a little higher. But on the stage and motion capture, if we have to, like we were doing The Last of Us 2, car chases and things like that, you know, it's it's a very basic frame of a car, of a car if you can even call it no that. No one's getting run over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right. So it, it makes for a much more pleasant day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry for your life. Right. So uh, what's your favorite thing about motion capture? You know, when you get signed up to that type of project or when you are coordinating mm-hmm. for that, What's your favorite thing about it? What, do you, what gets you most excited? I think, and this may be cliche, but um, just the, I feel like the individuals that are involved in the project are passionate about what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know? And there's just this spirit when you show up that everyone's excited to create something, you know? Yeah. And I find a lot less ego. I just love, you know, knowing that at the end of the day, we, we will have created something from nothing. You know, yeah. there is obviously prep and stuff, but something has come out of the day. And, and most of the times we're all very proud of what we've done. Yeah, it seems to be a theme that there's less ego and more mm. excitement and, and beauty and togetherness. Yeah, um, yeah. Perhaps. Um, that's, that's really nice. Yeah. Can you tell us a specific experience? You know, you just started talking about The Last of Us and building a sort of a car chase or a car stunt in that on the performance capture stage. Can you share with us maybe a funny experience that's happened to you or just a a very memorable experience that you will never forget on the performance capture stage? Um, I've said this story before, but I could talk at length about The Last of Us too, but... I think something that's like lesser known was one of my first jobs on Saints on the Saints Row franchise. Um, if people are familiar with that game, it it's very funny and lots of action, but you know uh, can be quite risque, you know, at times. And I just remember showing up, and and sometimes you know what you're doing ahead of time, and sometimes you find out on the day. And and I showed up on this particular day, and um, I was told, okay, you're going to be doing a lap dance. Whoa. And um, yeah, and it was kind of like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm going to be giving you a lap dance. I just remember thinking like, what is my life? You know, actually, we were talking to one of our other guests who's an intimacy coordinator. Yes. And she said that now you can actually say, even if you signed a contract, I don't feel comfortable with doing that kind of yeah. sex-esque yeah. scene. I don't know how whether a lap dance right, right. is in in that field or whatever but maybe yeah I know I I know it's just but luckily those people on that set are still some of my best friends like to this day and we always laugh about 
how ridiculous it was. <laughs> you know, we just did not feel very sexy in our um, our scuba suits. You know, yeah. yeah. And you also are intimacy coordinator as well, right? You do coordination. Yeah, I do. I started studying. Um, I, I was very drawn to the position as it's being creative because I think it's very necessary for everyone, girls and boys, mm-hmm. and important to learn about, you know, explicit biases and things like that. And and as a stunt coordinator, our job is to keep everyone safe, um, cast and crew. So I really feel like that's a position that's important as well for safety, mental health uh, for everybody. Well, like you said, I liked how you described the performance capture stage as being a safe place that people can create. Mm. And I think that is, I mean, that's definitely feels like that um, for most projects. Mm. We could get into the, we started talking about this with another um, with another guest about the ratio between men and women on, on sets. And I'm sure that that's something that you've experienced in the stunt world. I, I feel like it's probably even yeah. heavier male dominated than it is with us as actors. But I know I've, I've had that multiple times, particularly when I was first starting out with the Assassin's Creed mm. franchise. Um, so yeah, I mean, do you want to, maybe you can talk about your experience in that has, has that shifted over the time? Yeah. You know, and I pray that it continues to shift more. I think now it is, but definitely when I was starting out, it was a boys club Mm -hmm. for a while in in our industry still, if there was stunts, they were putting wigs on men. Um, yeah, yeah. And now that that is like a, a total, um, they're not allowed to do that anymore. And, and you know, rightfully so. I mean, there's no excuse anymore. Every type of woman you can find to do a motorcycle stunt or a fight or something. Let's segue into both of us are moms and we're working full time in this industry. Mm. Um, I think maybe this is a good time to, mm. I, I, I would like to hear from your point of view with with stunts, um, your advice to, to women that want to get into stunts or even just as performance capture or, you know, very successful actress as yes. well. What advice you would give, you know, and uh, I think we're both proving that it's it's unstoppable. Your gender is not something that you can, you know, and also if you have children as well, I know something that I haven't ever shared on the podcast, but mm. I remember when I had my son, I didn't work for the first few months, but then I was asked to do a performance capture yes. day, a shooting, and I thought, no, I'm going to do this. And I was able to breast, um, like, do breast pump at the, you know, pump at oh, the, the best. you know, in the in the volume in the changing rooms privately. They set up a space and facilitated mm. that. And actually, AJ Clearway, mm. she's great. She was, you know, made sure that that could happen. So, for my from my perspective, I I think it's you know it's it's available if you're willing and wanting to do that. It's it's open and, and welcoming to that. I don't know how you feel. Did you, when you were pregnant as well, did, were you still performing? Yeah, I did. Actually, I was very, I don't know how about you, but obviously now I've had my son. Yeah. But I didn't tell anybody um, because it was very early on mm. and I wasn't showing because I was very nervous to... I didn't want to worry people. Right. So right. Um, I don't know how you felt. And I also didn't want... I did feel that... If I'd announced this before I started working, it would have been prejudiced against me. Mm. I'm sure Mm -hmm. maybe I would hope that it wouldn't be, but Mm. I was very nervous. So I did work, but I was very cautious to tell people about it because I didn't want to feel prejudiced. How about you? Did you did you work? Yeah, I you know, I I felt very strongly that I didn't see a lot of pregnant people around me Mm -hmm. in our environment, except for maybe the exception of my friend America Young who you may know, she's in this world too. And I felt it very important to show up that way because in any other profession we would be allowed to, right? Yeah. If we were in the office, we'd work 
right to the last minute. But exactly like you said, I had people calling me saying, do not tell anyone, Yeah, you know, you'll be banned and all these things. And it was just the struggle of like, what is right for me and what's right for my family? And I chose, you know, I need health care for this baby. We need to pay the bills too, yeah. you know. Yeah. Some of us are like yeah. the main income for yeah. our children, you know, and yep. and also for our own mental health, you know. We're not injured being pregnant. We are. I love you know, it. Yes, we we are women that are producing another human being, and it's good for our mental health and mm-hmm. for our physical health to be mm-hmm. doing what we can do. You know, mm-hmm. perhaps when we're extremely heavy and about to give birth, it's not the right idea. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and in the crucial period right at the beginning. But, you know, during it, we should be able to carry on doing what we what we can mm-hmm. do for a living. And if we feel capable, then, You know, Mm -hmm. it's that trust. But uh, yeah, I felt very much very similar to you that I was very kind of scared. I was scared Mm. to say I'm I'm pregnant, you know, in case even though, you know, there are many other women on set. And as we said about AJ, she's a great producer that helps facilitate that and is all for for that. You know, there's many situations where it's it's not like that. Mm -hmm. And it is still a little bit of a boys club. And and, you know, it's would they be understanding there are many producers out there that are male producers that would be but they're you know it's 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 a risk that you take and do you lose your work for it i did find that once i committed to it there were so many people that were way more supportive than i ever dreamed about yeah you know and that was so encouraging to me and i just kept thinking this is really important for all of us to see that Mm -hmm. the show still goes on and yeah you know we didn't hold up production we were still able to give them exactly there on time we did our job (laughs) exactly we weren't we weren't these yeah yeah hormonal pregnant women that (laughs) are completely different on set that's going to cause you know yeah right right i think this is such a good conversation i'm so glad we're having this today anyway um i want to ask again what do you think has most defined your journey to where you are now not only as a woman but as an actor and what comes next for you what's what's next you've done so many things with stunt coordinating and intimacy coordinating being a mom being an actress (laughs) yeah I think it's really important to me to not just stay within one title Mm -hmm. I think when I was really early I early early on my career I I really wanted to follow the rules when I was younger I was told as an actor or excuse me a stunt person never say that you're also an actress (laughs) you know it was very like you stay in your lane right yeah And then I found that with motion capture, you can really evolve what you can bring to the project, you know? Well, you kind of need to be a few of those things to be successful Mm -hmm. in this field. You know, I think for me, if anything, I I just, I really gravitate toward uh, women characters that are fighting for something that's important to them. And if, especially if it's like a physical fight, um, I love telling that type of story. And um, I just hope that it can continue to evolve, whether that means directing the motion capture or the performer as well. But um, I can just see I I continue to just keep my options open and see how I can help the project. I've uh, I've been sending a photo of you in your uh, mocap suit pregnant and I absolutely love it. We're going to have that all over the social media. I am a big fan of this. It's possible, people. It's possible. I should have done one pumping. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I. Uh, maybe maybe that's too much. <laughs> that's funny. What's next for you? Can you talk about any of your projects that's coming up, or is it all yeah. NDA? Um, well, I can say because it's been announced. I, I recently had um, the opportunity to um, fight direct, or was the fight consultant for the a Disney movie coming out next year called Raya and the Last Dragon. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. So we did a lot of motion capture. This was interesting to me. This was the first time we did all the motion capture of the fights. They'll use that as reference. So I've already seen some of the fights um, in the movie, and I'm just so thrilled. I always wanted to work with Disney, and it was... um, Wow, that's a huge achievement. Yeah, it was really, really a thrill. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I'm looking forward to watching that um, now. Um, What advice would you give to other people listening that want to get into a similar field of performance capture, whether it's stunts or acting or intimacy Mm. coordinating? Performance capture in general, what what would you give advice? Performance capture, you need to know your body in and out, like the movement. And and so however you can get to know how your body moves and um, be able to be directed um, he- from head to toe without taking offense, I think that's a big thing, you know, um, whether that's you want to get into martial arts or um, sports. Um, I, I like sword fighting, all that kind of stuff. Um but it's really important to be familiar with your instrument and your voice, obviously. So when you're getting directed on the stage, um, you can f- kind of flip that and understand what they need within your own body to make that happen. I think a lot of people that are that get into it might come from like a TV world and they act really small. Um, so um, oh, theater training is really great. Clown training. Oh, wow. um, that kind of stuff. So I would just say like, you know. Get some training under your belt so you feel comfortable with your instrument. And as a stunt coordinator, I guess, I'm, I'm guessing, please correct me if I'm wrong, that you get to choose who you bring on. Mm. Um, you almost get to cast your other stunt performers. Um, what do you look for if there's a stunt person listening to this now and was like, oh, I really want to work with Maggie. What yeah. do you look for? Do they have to have things on their resume or do they have a demo reel? or What, what, do, they, what do you look for? Demo reel is always great. You want to see a person in action. Also, how you work. For me, it's always about etiquette on set. If they are good listeners, um, if they what they're bringing to the project, it's a collaborative environment. So, and if somebody has a different kind of background or training, that might be very impressive to me because they can bring some some intel that I might not know. Definitely have a proper reel, um, and if that doesn't have any um it doesn't have to have you know professional film on it it can be just good training montage to get an idea of how the person moves but um, normally how i cast is is definitely if they are talented i I just assume everyone across the board is talented if they're if they're in the business right it's just are we going to work well and communicate together well, etiquette on set is is so important. We were talking to director Tom Keegan about this. Mm. It's night and day. It's who you choose. The person that's very polite on set that's not going to make you look bad because we're reporting to so many other people. It's not, you can't have an ego in this industry because you've got mm. hundreds of other people that are working on this, animators, developers, the director in your case. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to, anybody that steps out of line that has this ego or is late or, you know, holds up the production in any other way, you know, that's a, you know, that's, I can't work with that person. I can't, you yeah. know, that's, that's going to look bad on you. So yes, it's yeah. interesting that you say that because Tom, again, echoed that, that it's maybe even more important than your talent. Yeah. Always be a problem solver and not a problem. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which I like. I like that. That's a great piece of advice. I like that. Mm-hmm. So I want to just, we, we talked about women in performance capture and we talked about, you know, you as a, a woman in the the arena of stunt coordination um, and how it is, you know, still largely male dominated. What do you think are are still the obstacles that women face in performance capture today? I think hopefully we're turning a corner where 
people want to see more female stories, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think it also starts in the writer's room of incorporating more dynamic roles for us, firstly, um, and not just, you know, having the one female heroine and then, you know, all of her sidekicks be men, right? It can can be um, very diverse. And hopefully we're seeing that um, people are buying those stories and interested in them. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing the scripts. The scripts are changing. Definitely. There's a lot more female side characters. And, you know, Mm -hmm. lead protagonist Horizon Zero Dawn is a great example of that. I love I love that project. And I'm seeing new IPs and new things popping up with, yeah. with female leads and also diversifying, you know, leads of color and leads of different mm-hmm. uh, genders and backgrounds and sexualities. It's, it's, really, yeah. it's really useful and, and, and helpful that we, we have this being shown in the world of video games as well as everywhere else in the world now. And I think the more that we can get, um, it's the same thing, like you, exactly what you just said. It, it starts from the higher ups. Like if we can get a more colorful you know, heads of studios, then they're going to start hiring people of of color and, and more women in those roles. And then you'll see more women, you know, we should all be taking a look around in our rooms that we're working in and saying, like, this is not diverse enough or there's not enough women here. What is the deal? You know, and yeah. Um, again, I, 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 like you asked earlier, as a stunt woman, a lot of, or excuse me, stunt coordinator, a lot of times we'll get a breakdown and it will say, you know, we, we need let's say, six ND nondescript stunt players that day. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be that you'd see six men, you know, but it's yeah. really important to put women. There should be half there. There should be three men, mm-hmm. three women, or all women, whatever, you know. Um, but I think we need to start giving other people opportunities to do things um, when they're when they're reading um, for the cast breakdown that um, women can be in those nondescript roles, you know. They don't automatically yeah. have to go to the men. And again, it's also where it goes with the animation. If it's nondescript in the casting, what Mm -hmm. are they going to animate? And perhaps if we are able to, you know, show them something else on the stage, then the animation will be altered too. Mm -hmm. Um, This has been so, so fun. I'm... I'm just thrilled to have had this opportunity to talk to you because it's um, it's great. And I'm I'm so inspired by your photo pregnant <laughs> doing your stunt in your mocap so suit. Funny. Everyone, we're blasting this around the community with the hashtag. Um, I'm sure most people have seen it before. I'm, I, I'm sad that I've only just seen this. I wish I'd seen this when I was pregnant. No, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. So inspired by you as well. Oh, thank you so much. And hopefully we'll get to, to work together. Uh, in the future I'm sure we will Um, how can everybody find you on social media are you on social media Instagram is is best okay Um, it's Maggie Mac new so M-A-G-G-I-E M-A-C-N-E-W and um, yeah and if people want to get in touch with you about working as stunts or you know to employ you how do they have you got a website I don't but they can go through my agency at Vox if they want to find me there Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Maggie. Have a lovely time. What's, what is your son's name? Reeves. Reeves, cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to organize a performance capture play date for these two boys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> great. We have to find some suits that are big enough for both of them at one point, and then we'll get some photos. I love it. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, well, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Season three of the Performance Capture podcast was recorded and edited at Soundbox Studios in Los Angeles. Soundbox LA is the founding studio in the Soundbox Studio Group, a collective of talent-owned and operated boutique voiceover studios with multiple locations in the Los Angeles area and southern Colorado. You can find out more at soundbox.la. 
We'd like to send out a huge thanks to Soundbox Studio City's very own Ryan Riveros for editing the episodes of Season 2 and now Season 3. The multi-talented Ryan is also the composer of our theme music.